Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery of Podcast. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be t- doing a Q&A on resistant change, resisting change. Um, I think I will start out with uh, Ray. Uh, Ray, you online? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Ten years ago, when you first came with me, Ray, uh, you resisted change quite a bit because you'd never been exposed to this kind of mentoring and life coaching or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I remember you resisted change uh, a lot, and uh, you, you had a trust factor, just like many of us do, you know, in our lives. But go and talk about a little bit that you can remember about the resistance of change not being used to being uh, asked questions and being uh, on a journey of self-discovery. You want to go ahead and take it over, Ray? Yeah. um, I mean, in the beginning, I, uh, I felt that resistance, like most people do, to any sort of uh, change in the way I've been doing things. I think that that's what most of us experience because what we're used to is what was become the most comfortable. And so even when we don't like our circumstance or our outcome, it's still what we're used to. And so when something challenges that or someone challenges that, you're naturally going to have to go down a path that is uh, not normal to you. It's not routine. It's not the usual line of thought or questioning or, um, you know, just behavior or, or pattern. So for me in the beginning, I felt that um, when it came to the sorts of questions that Paul would ask, the sorts of, inward thought process that he was trying to stimulate. Um, many times there were about certain areas or certain things that were, it was uncomfortable to think about or to, or to have to respond to because, you know, uh, that wasn't my normal mode. I wasn't always looking to explain myself or to uh, answer these sorts of questions. So, that was my experience in the beginning, even though I was open to the process. And that's the key. I think a lot of people miss that and don't, they don't get to take advantage of the opportunities that are around them because they feel that the opportunity has to be comfortable in order for them to willingly engage in it. But for me, I understood that a lot of the process I was going through was probably uncomfortable because it was it was not normal. And I was able to recognize with Paul's help, you know, the that the resistance was a normal part of um the change and that naturally in order to change you've gotta face that and, and do something about it versus just listening to that, you know, that voice that says, oh, let's just not, let's ignore this or let's go do something else or find something other than than that to do because that's, you know, annoying or that's something 
that I'd rather not be doing or I don't want to hear that. You know, I don't want to look at that right now. Um, it's usually not that clear. That's why we have such a hard time recognizing it because if, if something was to come, you know, a voice was in our mind and said, oh, don't focus on that because that's going to cause you to change. And, uh, you know, we don't want change because even though it's better for you, it's just something you're not used to. You know, you would recognize it as a trick and you wouldn't give it so much attention. But instead, it usually comes into our mind differently as like, uh, you know, for instance, if your goal is to go to the gym, it comes into your mind as, oh, you know that you got to do this schoolwork this week, you know, and, uh, you know, you ideally you want to go to the gym, but realistically, you just got too much on your plate as it is. So you'll have to go to the gym when you do have time. And then that's when you beat yourself up and say things like, see if, you know, because of life, I'll never be able to reach my goals. You know, something always comes up. I'll never have enough time to go to the gym and so on and so forth. So those things seem very just, you know, uh, justified and very real at the time. So it doesn't seem as though you're battling with the trickery of the mind, you know, that it plays on you using the mind, using your thoughts. It's not very clear. It, it seems as though those are valid, you know, reasons for concern and valid excuses for why you can't do anything that you want to do. And um, it, it really is key to understand that that is the way the mind, you know, the mind functions, the way it uses the mind, the way these patterns of conditioning have a way of using your faculties to perpetuate the conditions that we have, you know, maintained for so long because you have to be able to feel that resistance and then work the system anyways. You know, and that was in my case, I felt those, the resistance, um, I was not, I wasn't unaware it's that I was aware and chose to, to work the system anyways, because I knew that that was a part of it. I knew that that was a part of the the resistance to change. I knew that was a part of um, the tricks that it uses to try to keep you from change. And so, you know, I, I was able to, and I still to this day, I feel that I'm pretty, pretty good at um, feeling the resistance and and uh and doing the thing anyways, especially if it's something that i I've determined is you know healthy for me and a part of my strategy to better my better my life well thank you ray yeah i I remember uh in the beginning, like you said uh your real resistance to uh answering these direct questions. And I mean direct. I, I, I don't hold back when I uh, talk to my clients. Um, I go to the core problem. That's why uh, the three-step process of the, the, the discover it method is uh, so effective in my point of view because, you know, you got to identify a situation. You know, if you don't identify a situation and ask those hardcore questions, then you're just uh, messing around with uh, trying to figure something out that you never will 
figure out in, until you get to the real core problem. And uh, I know many times I, I noticed Ray's behavior and his face reactions that uh, he was a little uncomfortable. It was like a fire on his butt, you know. Uh, he just didn't want to stay in the same place very long. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to, you know, asking these direct questions and things of uh, that nature, trying to get the figure out exactly what's a person's going through, you know, you, you have to identify the condition that they're in and uh, work from there. And, of course, number two, uh, sometimes the client's not willing to look at, which is step two, to confront it and the, to look at uh, what their past life uh, existed, you know, what they went through, the challenges and things that they had to confront and overcome, and sometimes they didn't overcome it. And sometimes uh, that caused them uh, to regress instead of progress. And step three, of course, once you get through that confront, which means decide what you're going to do, either to progress on on a journey of self-discovery or don't do anything and stay in the condition that a lot of people are in, I'd say 95, 98% of the population today. And, of course, three, step three is to become proactive. Do the opposite of what you always have done in order to be on this journey of self-discovery. That's necessary in order to be successful with any type of life coaching or mentoring or anything of that nature. But, yes, um, not only Ray – Ray introduced uh, a young lady by the name of Courtney to the Discover It method. And same as many, many people, uh, she, she didn't want to go there. She didn't want to identify what her life had been like, causing her to be the way she thought she was uh, when I first met her on this project of uh, Discover It method. So, uh, also, that night that we I'm referring to about two years ago, um, Jody, he uh, he was the one that gave that presentation that particular evening, which was resistance to change. And uh, of course, tonight we're talking about resistance to change, part two. Just to add that a little bit more than what we did that particular night. Um, the reason people have a problem with resistance to change in their life is because for X amount of years, in case of uh, Ray, 10 years ago, he was 24 years old. Uh, and just like me and and a lot of people, when we're that young, we think we know any, any and everything anyway. Don't ask me no questions. I know more than you. And I'm sure that uh, many of us on the uh, call feels the same way but when someone approaches you and asks you to change to change those challenges that you're having to overcome those negative emotions and those negative behaviors that we go through all the time uh you're it just don't want to do it because of course the it yeah internal thoughts is nothing but 
past program conditioning of all the things that happen to you, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And it's like a habit, and a habit is just like an addiction. Uh, once we ha- have a habit, we create a habit, or it creates a habit, that is worse than an addiction. And uh, it's hard to identify, confront, and become proactive when it comes to habits or anything else. Um, and lots of times people, uh, including myself, when we confront a situation that someone asks us to change, um, we're going to be resistant. A large portion of the uh, clients that in the, in the beginning will resist. I'm not willing to open up and uh, show their true feelings of inadequacy or insecurity or just a sense of uh, the doubt that they have coming into the uh, process of uh, life coaching. But it's a natural. It's, uh, it's going to be there uh, no matter who tries to create a different life change. And uh, you've got to be prepared for it. You've got to be willing to, you know, look at things that you've never looked at before or even thought of that you had in your life before. You know, lots of times in our life, we don't know that we don't know what's going on in our life. So how are we going to change something we don't even know that exists? So I like to, in the future, uh, probably have a part three of resistant to change. And uh, But tonight, I think that uh, we've talked, uh, we've uncovered uh, a lot of uh, resistance to change in, in people's lives. And uh, as I said before, lots of us, including myself, uh, we're dysfunctional. And once we get on a journey of self-discovery, we have to be willing to use the discovery method in order to get to the core problem, then to step two, which is confront, to make a choice, to either stay where you are. And lots of times people do. They don't want to change. They're so addicted to the condition that they're in, they, they, and their it won't let them continue, you know. But some will, some won't. You just got to hope that uh, they're willing to continue through that process of, of uh, discovering that there is a difference out there if you just apply yourself and be willing to take that chance. Because it is a chance. It's something that you're not used to, and it's something that you've got to work on continuously, day in and day out. Because just like any other addiction, a habit is something that you are trying to feel that's not been. So anybody else going like to ask a question tonight? All right, gang, let's uh, go ahead and co- uh, close the conference call. Uh, don't forget next Thursday night, 730, uh, be on call at 518-992-5845. Use access code 655-145. We will see you next week on the conference call, and be real.
Thank you. Bye.